welcome back. We've um, found space to be able to have Bruce um, sit with us for another episode. And uh, as such, I, there, there are many things that I wouldn't mind asking you, Bruce, Bruce but uh, re the record button doesn't necessarily have to be on. Um, but I, I probably want to, I'm going to go to the bottom of the notes that I made and um, from, from what you've written and uh, what's a passion of yours and, and what you actually teach and facilitate at Tabor. And um, it's this connection between Christian formation, holistic Christian formation and mission. Now, now I said in the last episode, you know, that, uh, quote, being conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of others, yep. in a sense... That does sum it up, but can you kind of flesh out the connection and what it means? And you know, even the word missional can be difficult for us because we have an idea of what we think it is, and then other people say things which we then package according to what we have previously known. So, you know, redefine or shape or talk about that connection and, and uh, what it means. Sure, um, what you think it means. It, well, you yeah, know? probably the easiest way for me to to frame it is to think, um, to reframe our question that we talked in the last podcast about, and that was this idea of the, the telos or the goal of Christian formation. And we explored a little bit about um, Christ-likeness, but also our own uniqueness, our own true self in Christ, living as the beloved uniquely yeah. in Christ. Um, in my own research and what I've been thinking about, the difficulty again for me of talking about you know even that as the goal of Christian formation is that it still it still locates the conversation for Christian formation within myself. Me. Yeah. How am I? How am I growing uh, to be more like Jesus? How am I? Um, you know, I suppose living that out to serve others. Yes, that's true, and living it uniquely. But um, what does that mean in my day to day and how I have my relationships, people around me, etc. Um, doesn't necessarily or easily connect me to the the bigger purpose of what God's on about. Yeah. So I started talking about this with my supervisor and I think, is there another way that we can frame it um, or, or think about it succinctly? Because I'm teaching students, so... You, you, you can't, gotta, you can't can, fluff around. You need, you, need, you need something that you can yeah. that you can hang your hat on reasonably easily that, that that's biblically faithful and etc. that kind of... I suppose exegetes or draws out what is Christ likeness uh, in our unique Christ um, self in Christ look like in the term in terms of God's bigger purposes. Yeah, which is I suppose what we would connect to this idea of mission. Mm. Uh, and so the more we talked, the more we we landed upon um, going back to the idea of shalom. So shalom, Hebrew word, commonly translated as peace. Mm -hmm. um, but much more than the absence of conflict or tranquility. Right. If that's how you define you know, peace. If that's yeah. how you define yeah, yeah, peace. Yeah. Peace, yeah. shalom is a multifaceted and quite malleable word um, and is connected um, uh, to, to a whole lot of, uh, a whole range of things and used in different ways um, mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. Of course, um, when we when we see um, peace in the New Testament in the Greek, Irene, it's um, has shades of shalom as well. So it's yeah, reasonably yeah. commensurate through the through the whole um, body of scripture. So shalom, uh, relationally orientated, uh, about reconciliation. A number of points God talks about uh, I'll form a covenant of peace of shalom. Mm -hmm. um, connected to 
uh, righteousness and um, therefore justice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, God, God, the, the prophets have a, a shot at the leaders, uh, Israel's leaders, saying, you know, you say peace, peace, where there is no peace. Right. Um, because the poor are being oppressed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, those are, others are being marginalised and you're living off um, the, the fat of the people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so Shalom, very connected to the, the notion of, of righteousness and justice. Right, um, righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. Is it just the, well, those terms that come? Those things as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, flourishing. Is, flourishing might be one of our closer English yeah, right. equivalents. Um, so wholeness. Anything totality. I can um, see myself signing off on a trade site saying, may you flourish. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it's probably you, just as easy for them to Give them a bunch of flowers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, that that whole that whole idea of um, of wholeness, uh, of wellness. So in some points, it is is even connected to like you know physical prosperity. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so and of course, um, it, it, the vision of the of the Old Testament is pointing forward to a New Testament. Um, a Messiah, mm-hmm. uh, who is the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Shalom, uh, and yeah, so yeah. in in Christ, um, you know, in Ephesians it talks about Christ, who is our peace. Yes, um, is is the reconciling one who um, reconciles us to God. So you you have a multifaceted and a and a rich word, um, that uh, has has a number of a number of dimensions uh, to help us think about uh, what God's on about. Um, in between, you know, Genesis three and Revelation um, twenty two, sort yeah, of, in, yeah. you know, we start with a garden yeah. and everything's really good, and we end with a garden where things are fantastic. But in between, what's God on about? What yeah. what's the thrust? Where's God heading this towards? Um, and and Shalom is a is a rich way of understanding that that big picture, mm-hmm. that cosmic picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of even in terms of the new heavens and the new earth, so God uh, in Christ has initiated um, the coming of the kingdom, which is which is performed in acts of shalom and breaking in in that way. All right. So so what I started to think about was what does it mean to, for us to talk about Christian formation as headed towards shalom? Um, and the thing that I that I love about it is that it connects me straight away to a bigger vision. So yes. Christ is my peace. Yes. But that peace is not just about me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, becoming a nice person or, um, you know, having more quiet times or, you know, it, it's actually about a bigger, a bigger cosmic vision. Yeah. Which this, inherently indicates a missional which in, disposition. Which, which, is, which is a missional disposition. Yeah. So that's right. So it's, it's about attending to and looking for how is... How is Shalom being manifest in the in the thrust of what God's on about around yeah. me? Yeah, fascinating. In um, you know, we love to quote Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Yeah, you know, yeah. For the no, um, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. You know, and um, you know, Sonia and I had it for our wedding text. You know, so we we think of it individually. Of course, yeah. God's plans to prosper. Plans to prosper you to, is you know. plans to prosper you is, is Shalom. Plans to Shalom you. Right. That, that's actually what the, the word is there. But we, I would say, just as a, a butting, I would say we'd interpret it like plans that everything would go according yeah. to what I'd like to think would happen next. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, Which well, may or may not necessarily be what God's idea is. Of course, the context for that verse is that 
that it's communal for a start. Yes. So God's talking to a people and he's talking to a people, where are they? They're in exile. Right. They're in a city that's oppressing them. And if you look at the verses before, you know, these people are crying out for deliverance. God says, set up shop, right. plant, your, plant your vineyards, yep. build your houses. Get into it. And in verse 7, uh, seek shalom by seeking the shalom of the city. Yeah. So your shalom, your peace, your flourishing, your wellness of God is actually connected to the context. This evil city in which you live, this this difficult context in which you live, don't think I'm going to up and out you out of there. Yeah, yeah. This is actually, this is where it, it connects. Because it's not the absence of conflict. Or... That's right. It's the, it's the promotion of attention to... Uh, to flourishing, to wellness, to wholeness, to justice, to righteousness, yet to another, reconciliation. Yet another good example of proof texting or, you know, <laughs> well, confirmation guilty, bias. I'm looking... Guilty as charged. Yeah. You know, because, you know, we, lo- we, we love that sort of... But, you know, and this is in my research, I thought, I actually hadn't noticed, if I'd just read a few verses earlier... Yeah. Um, you know, so, so yes, in 2911, the, the plans I have for you, yes, yeah. I'm going to bring you out of exile. But just before, God said, but in the meantime... Seek shalom where you are. Yes. So, so this is a great paradigm for us. Mm. Yes, God is calling us forward to the new heavens and the new yeah. earth, yeah, to good. the new creation, where all will be made well, where there will be no more tears, uh, where all will be restored. But you're not there yeah. now. Uh, and it's not just a, a thing of, well, let's just bide our time, bunker down, and, um, and hope we can just get through uh, to be on the good side of good, God's good books yeah. when, and go to, go to this ethereal heaven. Yeah. No, God's in the process of renewing, uh, even in the midst of um, the horrific stuff we see around us and the devastation, God says, seek the shalom of the city around you, of yeah. the context around you. Notice where it's at. Um, be attentive to, promote it. Shalom doesn't only mean... Um, uh, you know, it's not just about peace, but the realization that it's about justice means that where there is no shalom, there can be um, where there is no justice, there can be no shalom. Yeah, so, yeah. in other words, that's the whole social justice thing. Stand up for the oppressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, take a voice for where there is absence of shalom. Yeah. So it's so we we tend to think of peace as nice and tranquil, but it's actually very active. Yeah. And intentional. Yeah, we we can mistake. <clears throat> a shalom or a peace as isolation and yeah. you know putting ourselves into a bunker somewhere yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's 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 moving into the full force of what it is to be right. in exile as God's That's people right. to be pilgrims yep. and to um, bring about be, be shalom yeah. bringers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, let, so let me just put this in context then so th- three levels Walter Brueggemann great um, Old Testament scholar frames it in this little book that I found from 1973 um uh, called Living Towards a Vision. And he, and he says, Shalom operates at three levels. The first level is this cosmic level. Like, mm-hmm. this is God's intent. This is God's big picture plan. Um, you can talk about the coming of the kingdom. You can talk about the gospel. But it's it's the outworking of, of Shalom. Yeah. The second level he talks about it is at a communal level. So communities of Shalom. Communities where there is um, w- reconciliation. Mm-hmm where there is justice, where there is wholeness, where there is beauty or, mm-hmm. or flourishing or creativity, they're markers of shalom. And then the third level that he talks about, which Brueggemann says, 
is implied but actually not really fleshed out in a whole lot of detail but certainly different there is shalom persons like individuals man we've tipped that upside down so we? we've tipped that upside down yeah. so that's why that's what appeals to me about thinking what if i framed what's christian formation about it's about the journey towards shalom the yeah. journey towards wholeness and peace because it's not just about a project of me and jesus mm. it's actually about you and i craig mm and the community and the neighborhood that we're in, and it's about even the bigger purposes of God. It keeps, it keeps me attentive to how am I participating uh, in that bigger Christian. So for me, that's, that's the linkage between Christian formation and mission, I suppose, yeah, if yeah, you want to use that. Yeah. Well, in a sense, what you're doing is redefining mission as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we, I love and we love nothing more than to be able to kind of identify certain practices as being missional yes but to have the perspective of um what god is up to at the cosmic level and the community yes. level and yep. individually has its implications that the world might know him yes absolutely which is, which is a classic right. one-liner for the intent of being missional yeah that's right yeah for me this is where the whole contemplative worldview uh, or or contemplative living i suppose listening life is really important because you know i've as I've, this is what often happens when you start researching stuff. It's not like I just leave it at the desk. I start thinking about it and I start... Yeah. So I started asking myself the question in my interactions with my family. Um, you know, what does Shalom mean? What is the coming of the kingdom? What is the coming of Shalom? The promotion of Shalom, the, the attentiveness to it look like in my family. There's a bit of absence of it at the moment. <laughs> Once <laughs> again, it depends how you define it. Yeah. Yeah, especially around tea time. Um to share another story uh, in the church community that I'm involved in still at, at Paravista, um, simple Monday night soup kitchen um, that we, our family sort of connected with. Yeah. And just just a bunch of people who, you know, a little bit more marginalised, a whole, whole smattering of families. And we've kind of befriended um, uh, a guy, um, call him Frank, um, who who um, you know, has some mental illness issues, um, quite lonely. Uh, and we've just, you know, all he wants is to do is, is somewhere to, to, to hang out and, um, you know, just listen to 1323 Cruise, um, 70s and 80s hits, you know. I'm it's, there too. <laughs> um, f- fascinating... I shouldn't say fascinating because it makes me like I'm... St- sounds like I'm studying. Just, yeah, yeah. But, you know, just, just that interaction... And, you know, hospitality as a vehicle for Shalom. And the way that that connects with my own formation. So, um, you know, I could, I could feel great about um, having, having him around, thinking, oh, you, you know, you're, you're such a noble person. Well, Bruce. Done. well done, you. Well, well done, me, good and faithful Fulfill, servant. Fulfilling the Great Commission. Uh, and, the, and then, of course, um, uh, you know, getting challenged um, by um, the challenging of boundaries is what often happens in hospitality. Yeah. And then thinking, oh, this is this is not quite convenient for me, and maybe it's um, maybe maybe I'm not so much so noble, you know. And then and then in the midst of that, uh, him coming over to me in the kitchen and just starts praying for me, and then just goes and sits back down, you know. Yeah. So that that whole mutuality of um, of of hospitality. Yeah. Uh, it's that, not me dispensing something awesome to no, you. No, 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 no. Yeah. That, that's the that's the sense. Um, so, becoming attentive um, to that, to noticing that uh, in the way that God is shaping me, 
um, through my participation uh, in in serving others and being served. Yeah. In in ways that I don't um, necessarily um, you know expect or, or or look for. Even even as we kind of come to the close of this um, this conversation and, and episode, I I'm reminded that. Well, not reminded. It's it's alerted me in my mind to the to the fact that you know mission seems like it's something that we do for the world. Oh, yes, but in a sense, it's more about us participating in something that is much grander than my awesomeness or even just the, whatever whatever the the wares are that I want to bring mm. into a space mm. that might be pleasing to Christ. Yeah, yeah. It is yeah. being caught up and participating in things which seem very ordinary, and and this is you know. We are a very ordinary, broken, weak kind of community. So yes. it does actually, yes. it resonates maybe because I'm just trying to rationalise what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, theolo- you know, bring a theology that agrees with what we're doing to help us, to help us um, make sense of our, our world. But, you know, it's, mm. I think it's a much fuller, mm. richer, mm. and to use your word, holistic picture, mm. of your life, if you like, as to what we are participating mm. in. I mean, the classic language uh, that that sometimes you know may make us cringe is you know building the kingdom. I'm bu- how how are you how are you building the kingdom? Yeah, you yeah. know, it's a sermon series right N- there. N- you know, N.T. Wright says we're not we're not building the kingdom, but he says we are we are building for the kingdom. We are participating. So he uses the image in his book Surprised by Hope of a um, <clears throat> a grand cathedral. Yeah. And God is the master architect, and we're stonemasons. Now we're in some little corner chipping away at some little stone. And actually, it's really critical, and it's it's important, and it's significant, and he calls us to be faithful and attentive to it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we don't see the whole bigger, um, the bigger picture of it. So we are participating. It's it's might be small, it might be incremental, but the whole idea of shalom is that it connects us to that bigger. It keeps us in mind of that 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 bigger yeah. picture. So my interactions with Frank, um, in some way, my creation care, my my nurturing of my family. Um, cheek how, to cheek with Noah, you know, cheek to cheek is is in some way um, being present to the reality of of God in Christ, um, being the first fruits and bringing and and ushering in the kingdom, the kingdom of Shalom. However you want to, however you want to phrase that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, when you say what's the connection between formation and mission, uh, they they're deeply intricately connected. Yeah, you know, yeah. to be formed, my unique self in Christ. Um, expressed as shalom uh, is is going to be uh, reflecting uh, that outward communal uh, missional kind of agenda. Yeah. Um, but not in a way that 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 makes me think. Right, I've got to be missional today. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Right. Okay. Thursday missional day. Right. Let's get it on. Yeah. yeah um, you know, yeah. it's like, well, uh, help me listen today, Lord. Help yeah. me be attentive. Even in the small things. And what are the invitations? And what are the invitations? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I feel like, Bruce, I've got to go back and listen to all four of these, not for editing, uh, editing purposes, because I don't edit, as Adrian Wilkie would know, um, <laughs> any of this. Um, but uh, for simply reminding myself and, and revisiting some of these things, because there's, there's a lot to think about there, uh, but not in an abstract way. It really does invite me to think, uh, to comprehend, if you like, more deeply the uh, the reality of what we find ourselves in. Um, so thank you for your time, Bruce, to get me thinking. Um, you, I, I trust that other people, you know, maybe one or two have got <laughs> benefit out of it like I have. Um, but the important um, gift that you've given us is yourself. Yeah, no and um, and I uh, am also excited by the influence that you're having in the lives of other people to, to kind of, you know, grow in their knowledge and understanding of what God's up to. Thank you. 
God bless. Shalom. Thank you. Indeed. Uh, flat, and, also, and also with you. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers.